0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.
1: Well, as we approach the end of another year, it is the perfect time for businesses and individuals to evaluate their current position and to plan for the year ahead. With this in mind, Kerry O'Neill from Our Hendy and Co Chartered Accountants joins us now to discuss, amongst other things, the importance of conducting a financial health check. Kerry, as we approach the end of another year, is this the best time for business owners and individuals to perform this financial health check?
0: We would always recommend that people take a little bit of time out after Christmas and before January to pull together all their information and sit down and look at where they are and and what what do they plan for next year and how can they get there.
1: So what information is needed to perform a health check and more importantly, what are the key indicators of a good or bad financial position?
0: Okay. So what we always ask people is to get their information. So for example, if you're um, an individual, get your wages and your pay slips, your P60, if it's been issued at that stage, get together all your year-long worth of your bank statements, maybe a mortgage statement, any credit card statements, any loan statements you're, you're at. Have a look and see, are you on top of your repayments? Have you missed any repayments? Have you come up with a plan on how to fix these repayments obviously if you're in arrears with any of your loans and and that also goes for businesses if you're in arrears with your loans or you've extended your credit with some of your creditors you need to sit down and evaluate and find out how can you sort this out for the first part of next year and come up with a plan
1: should this process be conducted independently or is it possible to self-evaluate your financial position in other words are people able to be honest with themselves in relation to this
0: we always find with individuals that I deal with, um, we always ask them first to keep a, a record for a week, sometimes a month, if they're a family, of what they spend. And we always give them a copy book and say, please write down everything you spend at the end of every day. People tend to, you know, leave out the Chinese or leave out, you know, the fact that they went to a cafe or something. People always try and look at it in a brighter light or a more positive light. But you're not going to be able to do this correctly unless you write down every debt that you have and every expense that you have. If you're a business and you are in trouble and you're in arrears, maybe with some of your loans and, you know, you've gone over with your credit, it would be a good time to talk to your accountant. Maybe they could work with you in helping you restructure, maybe getting some more credit with your creditors, etc. cetera. If you are an individual and you find that you are in arrears, you know, you can always go to, to speak to the local MABS offices.
1: Yeah, and of course, one of the other advantages as well of having it done independently is that you're dealing with people that know all of the options that are available to you.
0: Exactly. They, they will be used to dealing with this. Um, obviously they don't judge they're there to help you and you know they will just take the information and come up with a plan to move you forward
1: So from your experience Kerry what are the common issues and pitfalls that are identified in a health check and how can they be resolved?
0: Some of it is is very basic Um, if you're spending out more than you're taking in so your income is less than your expenses you have to sit down and work out what are your priorities what are your expenses what do you need to pay rather than what are you paying so we would often ask people to to budget and we look at the budget every week or every month depending on their cash flow situation and people are often shocked about how much they spend and it's the same for a business if you're spending out more than what's coming in that's not sustainable in the long run
1: And I mentioned at the start of the interview that we would be discussing the Awalia scheme so Mm -hmm. what's it all about?
0: The Walia scheme is a government-funded scheme through the MABS offices where they're um, giving people vouchers to go and see individuals. Um, now, it's mainly based around personal insolvency and house repossessions, and that's what it's kind of based around. So what they will pay for and, and allow you to get the advices from is a solicitor if you're in the repossession court. They will also allow for a, a duty solicitor to be engaged by yourself to appear in court on the day for you, okay? And these depend on what court you're in. Some courts have two or three, other courts just have one, and that can be arranged through your MABS office. They will also allow you to come and see a personal insolvency practitioner like myself, and we can apply for a personal insolvency arrangement um, through the court system at no cost to you, and the government will pay a flat fee. Then if you are in a personal insolvency arrangement and you do find that you need to go into what's called the appeal system, whereas the bank aren't agreeing and you have a very valid case. Um, under the Owalia Scheme, you can also get um, legal advice on that. There is also a voucher for an accountant to get accounting advice if you feel that you've been overcharged interest over the years or would like your, your mortgage looked into. Under the Owalia Scheme, all these services are available Um, And you can avail of all of the services. You don't just get one voucher. You can only get one voucher for one service, but you can use up all five vouchers if you wish.
1: That's a great support service that's available through Mabs, I have to say. But over the past 12 months, has the issue of mortgage arrears become more prevalent? And is it likely to worsen in 2022?
0: I can definitely see um, the courts getting busier in 2022. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, a lot of court sittings since 2020 have been rolled over So, and what generally happens in these cases is if people aren't talking to you or annoying you or at you or writing to you or ringing you and, you know, you're going through a difficult patch in your household yourself, your income may be down, your expenses may be up, people do tend to not prioritize paying their debts. And in some instances, the banks did give up to six-month payment breaks, but some people did take more. Or had gotten out of the habit of paying the mortgage you know or was only paying part of the mortgage and hadn't gone back to paying the full mortgage we can definitely see that in our office at the moment so going forward the general consensus is that you know i do think the situation is going to get worse and it's mainly due to the pandemic loss of incomes, and the court's not sitting
1: So if somebody is in mortgage arrears and they seek assistance under the Awalia scheme, what is the typical process that they will follow and the relevant timelines?
0: For example, if you're in mortgage arrears, you have one of two options to go to. You can go to your local MABS office where they will assess you. They will then send you directly to an insolvency practitioner or they can try and do an informal arrangement for you. If that doesn't work, they will send you directly to an insolvency practitioner. A lot of the courts at the moment, if you do happen to be in the circuit court, will send you directly to an insolvency practitioner. And There's an awful lot of options and an awful lot of restructures being done through the insolvency system at the moment and that aren't being done informally. So what you will generally do is either contact MABS or contact an insolvency practitioner. You will be given a form to fill in, which will be, You know your income your expenditure your household composition how much you owe who you owe it to what's the value of your house it's all very basic information obviously if people are in difficulty filling this in they can just let whoever they've spoken to know and they'll fill it in with them and usually once that's in and any backup information that is required you could have an appointment within two weeks after this with an insolvency practitioner you will get what's called an options letter a section 52 letter which will outline exactly what the insolvency practitioner would plan to do with your mortgage and how the restructure would take place. Obviously, as well, taking into account any other debts you have. It's not just about the mortgage. We do look at the holistic approach and then that letter will be sent to you. And then it's up to you to decide whether you want to progress. If you want to progress, you obviously uh, engage your insolvency practitioner. And then it can take anything up to four to five weeks to get your case into court.
1: So, what is then typically achieved for those in-mortgage arrears who have that protective certificate?
0: What generally uh, occurs within those 70 days is a valuation of the property will occur. A valuation will be agreed between both parties. In some instances, we can get right down to the valuation amount, depending on who your bank is. We will automatically get interest rate reductions. We can also get term extensions. The big thing in, in when look, looking at personal insolvency is we have to look at the affordability. What can the household afford? And all the restructures are based around the household affordability. We have had some cases recently of age-challenged debtors who may only owe 30 or 40% of the value of their home. The banks are allowing them to live there for the next 20 to 30 years, paying an interest-only amount, because they know that the affordability is not there to pay the mortgage back, and obviously they don't want to go down the repossession route because these people are elderly. Um, We are seeing some cases where they're writing down to the market value of the property, extending the term, and um, lowering the interest rate, basically, to give people a chance to make the payments over a longer period of time and for as long as they're working.
1: And in the event that an individual cannot reach an agreement with the lender and the house is repossessed, what will happen during that process?
0: If the house, so if an agreement is not made and you are outside of the MARP process as defined by the central bank, the mortgage arrears resolution process, your lender can turn around and issue you with repossession proceedings, okay? And that will be going to the circuit court, you will get a large document in the post and giving you a date. The first date is always adjourned, okay. We will always recommend that you turn up on that date but it will always be adjourned and the, the court will always give you time to reassess and get advices. After that you will be called back. If you're not making payments or you're not making any efforts whatsoever or you can't come to an agreeable solution and a repossession is granted, even if a repossession is granted you can still try personal insolvency okay and we have overturned repossession orders by getting an agreeable solution at that stage it's you know it's never too late until the sheriff is actually at your door there is always a chance to try and do something
1: now it is obviously a very traumatic event in people's lives but what advice can you impart to those currently going through the process or maybe facing the prospect of a repossession next year
0: one thing i will always say to people is you need to just get your advices okay all these systems are here to help you, and everybody is here to help. Nobody will judge you, okay? And we will always take you step by step, hand in hand, through this process and try and explain the process as easy as we can. You know, it is, it's heartbreaking at times, and a lot of people would be in this situation due to medical issues or maybe, you know, loss of income, loss of earnings. We will always try and bring you through the process as quick as we can, Okay, we'll always try and bring you through the process as painless as we can. The first thing you need to do and the biggest step for people is to pick up the phone and ask. The MABS helpline is, is is a helpline. They'll just direct you to your local MABS office. They may, may even make an appointment for you. The Insolvency Service of Ireland has a really good website called Back on Track, where you can find your local insolvency practitioner um, or you can ring them up and they'll direct you to an insolvency practitioner, um, you know, and they will direct you to one that's Working in your area and that's busy in your area, you know. And the first step is making that phone call. After that, the offices and the professionals will take over and bring you through the process.
1: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Kerry O'Neill from R Hendy and Co Chartered Accountants, and I'd like to thank Kerry for sharing this important information with us this morning.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.